Hi, people of the planet. <laughs> Welcome back to the Affinity Collective Action Broadcast, your one-stop shop for news happening on Ireland and beyond. We're currently broadcasting from our own remote locations because we're in the midst of a pandemic. People say global pandemic a lot, but I think pandemic, pandemic by the word, yeah, yeah. by the nature of its word, pan. But global yeah, pandemic yeah. sounds more dramatic, doesn't it? Global mm-hmm. pandemic. So yeah, we're all still <laughs> cooped up away. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, let's start with what's on the ground. Oh, sorry. Let's introduce first. My name's Eleanor. Um, I've been on the podcast for a few times, and with me, I'm joined by. A mouse, so you might recognize me from quite a lot of the previous uh, podcasts as well. I wasn't on last week, but I did listen to it and it was uh, it was very good. Uh, very optimistic, which was kind of nice uh, for a change, I think, than our usual podcast. Uh, also with us is... Uh, Cassandra, uh, also um, infrequent podcaster, full-time shit poster, um, Currently uh, going crazy, locked down <laughs> in uh, Dublin, Dublin City. Yeah, not not much else to report. Like I, I managed to leave this room for the first time in like two days because so I've been doing like shopping in bulk, so I get like enough to like so that I don't basically have to leave the house. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's not great. Uh, Dublin's not the. I think that's kind of that's kind of an understatement. Like, not great. Would <laughs> be like, sure, like that's very polite. Could, that's a very polite you know, way could, to describe it. Could them. be better. Like it's like very comically <laughs> depressing, and I say that while I laugh because it's the only way. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely the only way. But we have yeah. loads, loads to be grateful for because it's certainly not as bad as other places in the world. But it is very macabre. Yeah. And you just kind of have yeah. to relish mm-hmm. and roll around and how, how dark and cold the days are becoming. No, <laughs> and how isolated we all are. And how damp it's, everything is. It's, not real, it's getting real mouldy. <laughs> it was dark at like five o'clock today or something. Something yeah. ridiculous. I, I, I've become a complete fucking vampire <laughs> this last like two weeks. Like I've been going to sleep at like 6, 7 a.m. when the sun <laughs> comes up. And waking up at like between four and five when the sun goes down. So I'm I'm literally like full on vampire hours over here. Oh my like, god! Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, there's nothing to stop me because like you know everything is fucking shut down. And if you go more than ten feet from your house, there'll be a guard there waiting for you to be like, hmm. Yeah, hmm. stop the police on the street. There are so so many police on the street at the moment. It's it's terrifying. It's like like. I went for a walk today and in maybe like a half hour walk, I must have passed maybe like 15 police cars or something ridiculous. Like, inc- that is absolutely fucking outrageous. Like, yeah. That's it. We'll just police the coronavirus out of existence. That'll work. Well, it just makes me mad because there's been a huge recruitment drive, which is costing a lot of money. That's uh, unnecessary. Uh-huh. Not to talk about the 3,000 plus new fleet cars that the Guardi were given. You've probably seen those kind of slightly more inconspicuous modern 2020 bubbly pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so many of them. So many. But, and it's just like yeah. I on Halloween in particular... I saw them just cruising around, wanting to show off their cool new rides. 
and they were doing U-turns that were like for anyone else illegal and they were unnecessary because there was no crime around Marina and like the only thing they did was stop young people with bangers like but there's about three cars to stop it but it's just it's so many cars it's so many new Gaudi and it's just a lot of taxpayers money that could be put into on, better things like helping people on, on this topic though you gotta hand it to them because on those fancy new new uh undercover cruisers a guard out in Meath uh just like basically crashed off road uh under the influence of booze <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm i'm delighted to see that you know they're out there tons of police uh policing the population while they're just having a blast with all of that uh taxpayer money it must be a hoot and a holler to just have the rose to yourself you know <laughs> yeah yeah fucking Garda Speed Racer. Yeah, but... That's what streets have become, Garda Street Racer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, piss up and go for a ride. But, you know, fair play, because uh, yeah, why that, not? That, that person got suspended, and I support anything that takes one more guard off of the force. So that that's, you know, that's that person then doing their little bit. Her. Yeah. Go then. <laughs> a comrade in disguise. <laughs> it just that just reminds me of like back in like the first lockdown, back in the original lockdown. Oh, yeah, because I'm a hipster like that. <laughs> when I was I was walking through the park one day, one evening, and there was like like literally a fucking guard van just like driving through the park. I went like the the side door was open. And there was this fucking guard like hanging out the side, basically looking like, looking like he just came out of a fucking Paul Verhoeven movie <laughs> or something like. And I'm just like, what the fuck is it? And like driving through the park, like, I mean, why, why? It's like this is the most unnecessary fucking shit I can imagine. Yeah, God, God forbid people would be like walking through the park to get out of their house and like the one spot that's actually like safe to walk in, like, you know. But yeah, did I, yeah. Did I tell you about the, the roller skate incident just to talk about the Gardaí for another second? In the first lockdown, <laughs> I might have mentioned it when we were on a call. The roller skates... The roller I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, re- okay. Refresh all our memory. Anyway, like you know, it honestly seems like the stuff of fiction. Because thinking back on it, it's just so ridiculous. Like, so I have some four wheel disco skates, and me and my friend go skating, and it's a good buzz. But back in the OG lockdown, where you weren't supposed to go like beyond two k, I fortunately live near a park, mm-hmm. and I was like, class, I'm gonna blow the dust off these skates, and I'm gonna start <laughs> skating in the park as the sun comes up before the people come, because it's just so lovely, like really lovely. And I was like, out with my mask on, wearing roller skates, being like, this is a, <laughs> it's a fucking weird year, isn't it? This outfit alone is like yeah. tales of what's to come. But anyway, um, so you're skating around the park, and several days prior to this I'd had a call with my mates in England and they told me that the police there had stopped them in the park when they were sitting on a bench telling them that they, they weren't allowed to be in the bench uh, unless they're, or weren't allowed to be in the park unless they're exercising so when you're roller skating like you can't just <laughs> skate non-stop for like three hours like you want to take a break so I used to just like yeah, chill on yeah, the grass read yeah. a book all class and uh, to Bien Gardy <laughs> uh, stalled over and I actually didn't like hear them because I had music on and when I like I could hear something through my earphones and I was like what? So I look up and there's two Gardy like like just looking at me so I take the earphones off and they're like you can't be in the park unless you're exercising and I was like 
what? <laughs> like, it was just so weird and absurd because, like, there used to be groups of people, like, drinking in the park during lockdown too and I wasn't sure if it's because yeah. I was, like, yeah. a lone female. It was good to, like, make an example. So, obviously, I, like, a point to the skate and I'm just, like, I'm taking a break and they're, like, you're not allowed to be oh in the park God. unless you're exercising. And it's just, yeah, it, I, I was just in such a state of shock. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so crazy. I'm there on my own under a tree with my roller skates and it was just... Big dick move, Ben Gardy, bullshit. Were you wearing? Were you wearing your mask sitting when you were sitting no, down? No, no, I wasn't. When I was on my own on the grass, I was in my pocket. I don't know if that would have made a difference <laughs> if they come over and see me like, "Oh, it's cool. She's got a mask on. Let her be." I, I, I think it's, mm. I think it's them just trying to like throw their weight around. Like, you know, I think it, it the, the yeah. police force definitely attracts a certain type of character. Like, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I know in the last podcast, there was talk about maybe giving an update of the land each time. So do we want to, I mean, we already kind of started, but do we want to start off giving a quick hoot and a holler at where we're at? Um, I have a chainsaw. (laughs) 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 To follow on, if you didn't listen to the last podcast and you'd like to know where we're at, we're currently in the process of acquiring, is it 9.5? No, it's actually, uh, it's actually 8.5 acres. Okay. Um, yeah. Where's the other acre? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where the figure of 9.5 came from, I think. So, so there, there is, so, okay. So on (laughs) the documents of the lands, um, there was a number written, which was something (laughs) 0.5 and it looked kind of, (laughs) <laughs> kind of like a nine and uh and there was a little pen mark that was kind of like connecting it making it look like uh look like an eight as well uh, so when we were talking to the person uh about this we were like well which is it is it 8.5 or is it 9.5 uh and he was just like ah you know whichever like you know <laughs> Um, which uh, we chose kind of like I think uh, classic <laughs> classic estate agent yeah, cla- whatever you want it to be kind of attitude like you know it's like whatever you want it to be um, but yeah we've looked it up on the land registry uh, since and it is uh, 8.5 acres okay yeah. well we'll have to sacrifice the fantasy acre of anarchist ecotopia but that sounds so 8.5 uh, we'll, ac- we'll acquire another <laughs> acre in the future I'm sure Will absorb the surrounding acres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Like, we want to suck everything into this anarchist ecotopia. We're build, here, the, you know? build the slas is what I'm in favor of, which is uh, for anyone who hasn't heard me talk about the slas before, this is my new dream of the Sligo Litrum Autonomous Sound, um, which is yes, taking the, the, uh, a part of uh, the northwest of Connacht. Uh, in Ireland uh, and and creating a breakaway autonomous zone from the Irish state um, where we'll be self-governed. Now, some would say that this is a bit of a a big dream at this stage considering we're only going to have eight and a half acres of of land in Cavan, which isn't even in Sligo or Leitrim. But, uh, you know... Dream big. I'm uh, ready. <laughs> keep at it. <laughs> Knuckle tattoos yeah. of Slaz. Oh, that's that's so beautiful. But you know what? All actualized things must first start as a thought. They must start as a dream. 
I have a, mm-hmm. a segment mm-hmm. of my brain that's called the dream machine for things like this because you can't just wake up and Slaz is there. You have to create yeah. it, you know, so... I don't think it's too big a dream at all. (laughs) Yeah. And just like on this topic, you know, this is a podcast. Uh, We go out to maybe, you know, four people out there in the world or something. Maybe. (laughs) Those are, those are lucky four Uh, people. Maybe one of those, maybe one of those uh, people are in the Northwest of Connacht and I'm going to appeal to you. uh, How would you be interested in trying to acquire land with your friends to join the Slaz? The United Slaz Movement. Uh, it's taking off. Uh, so far, it includes me, and uh, and I hope the rest of the people involved in this project. Well, if you saw, I don't know if your camera's on, but I've already given myself knuckle tattoos of Slaz. I, I, I've seen it. I, I, I see it. I, for for um, people who are listening at home, all four of you. Uh, she's draw. She's written the word "slaz" across her knuckles. There's actually uh, 128 downloads on the podcast, so who knows? Perhaps there's more than four. I have no idea <laughs> who those downloads are. Well, maybe someone had trouble downloading it and downloaded it a hundred times. You never know. My uncle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you never know. So <laughs> yeah. that's the crack with the land. So. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm I'm really well, Slaz is one thing, but like, have you considered the the lad, the Leitrim Autonomous District, <laughs> the lads? <laughs> I do like a nice lad. To be fair, what about <laughs> Slaz lad? <laughs> slaz lad. Oh, sleazy wow. slaz. The See, sleazy slaz lad. We're going places. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Well, we're look, so, so most of this is dreaming. Look, I have to have something to distract me. I'm locked in the house all day. Like I'm the, where I'm at now is I'm like looking at this project and I'm getting excited over toilets. Like this is this is where I'm at in life. I'm like, oh my god, like these methods of like composting for toilets is amazing. Like everything's going to be well. I don't blame you because it's super interesting. Yeah, everything's yeah. going like... to be like turned into nutrients like both runoff and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and like hard hard matter and I'm just like ah oh, you know bum hoses in, like I in the future every toilet will be like this toilet that we're, yeah, gonna, how, how, we're gonna make the ultimate toilet hopefully and like I'm fully moving the way uh moving away from like toilet paper another like yeah. shocking uh kind of like re- reveal <laughs> here is like i i'm at the forefront um in in uh a lot of parts of like asia uh where people just uh wash their bums with water <laughs> um which i'm a big fan mm-hmm. of yeah. they have hoses which is like better than a bidet because you can clean the toilet with it it's like got pressure Mm -hmm. so it just you know it's like we getting in the shower every time it's beautiful you're not cutting down trees uh to to wipe your arse but what would people hoard during the next (laughs) pandemic i'm moving away I'm like, zombie apocalypse. People will be like, we're out of toilet paper. We're going to have to go fight some zombies. I'll be like, nah, I'm good. Ah, you fool. You fool. Yeah, you could have had it so good. So, come on down to our place in the ancient hills and come we'll lose each other's bums. and give yourself the <laughs> Come on down to the slab and have a go with the lads. communally, but, you know. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not explicitly. I'm just suggesting <laughs> it could be a great bonding <laughs> exercise. <laughs> I'm down anyway. 
Uh, and I, I actually can echo the sentiments of like getting in real deep with compost toilets. I have a little folder for like in inspo for the land, and it's mostly just blueprints for cob and like erratically excited scribbles. But compost toilets, there's so many different ways to build them, but they're relatively easy too. So I was like, what if we build one out of cob? Cob, we can just build <laughs> structures with everything that's beneath our feet. You can build a whole house from cob. You can build a citizen science lab from cob, recording studio from cob, because it's a great, great, great audio insulator. Uh, I'm going to be toasty. Those, those, those of you, those of you sitting comfortably at home, uh, you can't see it, but uh, we can see the whites of uh, Eleanor's eyes as she's talking about <laughs> cob. Really like, this is just pure enthusiasm. It's like staring into like the eyes of a rabid squirrel. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just realized it can build the most amazing huts out of everything that's beneath your feet like all you need is sand clay rich soil water and a bit of uh, a bit of enthusiasm like you know <laughs> and the wherewithal to see it yes. yeah so i'm trying to do yeah, everything I mean, that i can I'm do i'm excited what- to see uh, just what useless walls of carb just to, <laughs> just to demonstrate how great carb is uh, springing up all around me I have a book. Hey, hey, you. You'll have to. You'll have to reconsider your words before you're allowed inside the Cobb Citadel of the land. Uh, but I have a book called the Pro- a Practical and Philosophical Guide to Building a, a Cobb Cottage, and it's the most beautiful book ever. And I can't wait to show you. Yeah, um, yeah. that's the most Eleanor title of a book I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm getting in deep with the dirt. You're all invited to yeah. dirt, dirt church. But I guess, I don't know about y'all, but like, obviously it's, like, we can't be, really be on the land right now with the pandemic and because we don't, we still officially, <laughs> don't officially own it. <laughs> but I've been doing what I can, which is collecting tools and, and, and just driving around Dublin, picking up stuff. <laughs> I now have a chainsaw for the collective has a chainsaw and screwdrivers and stuff that we can do things with. Anyway, sorry, I've taken up loads of space there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I could talk about this for hours. Like, yeah. I've also been doing, doing a lot of research into, like, our own electrical grid. Um, like, a dream for the project is to be uh, outside of the mains electrical grid um, mm-hmm. and just providing our own energy using clean sources, storing our own energy. Um, I've been learning absolutely loads um i can't wait to get to get together kind of like the resources to start this um yeah it's going to be fantastic um but i mean yeah. we've been talking about the land quite a lot and the world is in an absolute That's hate cool. at yeah. the moment <laughs> yeah where to begin yeah. well we begin with what's just outside of our own doors here on the emerald isle the Doherty. Yeah, I think that might be a, a good good place to start. Are we talking about the tarnish of being a naughty boy? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, what's yeah, new? yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, um, I, I haven't listened back to the other our latest podcast, but was uh, the mother and baby homes fiasco covered? I don't think it was. Don't believe so. No. Yeah. Hmm. So well, um, anyone who doesn't know about yeah. that at this point, maybe if you're outside the country, you don't know. But like, 
our government recently voted to seal the records of uh, the abuses that occurred in mother and baby homes uh, for 30 years. So for the next 30 years, the Irish state, once again, will not have to deal with its Very uh, brave. history of abuse. Very brave. Let's give, oh, them, a, let's <laughs> give them a clap. So brave. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, the Irish state sweeping its abuses under the rug. Um, so that that happened. But more recently, there was a scandal with our Tanishta, Leo Baradkar. Um, he's a very naughty boy. Uh, Ta- Tanishta is le- second, second in command in the Irish Parliament for those who uh, who don't know kind of how the Irish yeah. system works. Yeah. But he may as it would be the equivalent of a U.S. vice president. Yeah. He, may, he may as well be the Taoiseach, though. Like our own Taoiseach stutters and accidentally calls him the Taoiseach. <laughs> I know, I know, it's ridiculous. When asked about this scandal, actually, he's like, "Well, well, 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 yeah, well, blah, 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 blah." blah, blah Leo Radker, the, the Taoiseach. I, I mean, the Todd. <laughs> it was funny, but yeah. So what's going on? How is he being not explicitly naughty this time? Not even that he's naughty. He doesn't even have integrity with the naughtiness. That's that's the most <laughs> disgusting part. <laughs> um, okay. Well, um, maybe do you do you want to talk about this mess, or do you want me to? Ah, uh, you can run it over. I mean, like I've got, I know some of the details. I'd say you might, uh, you might okay. have more than myself. Okay, so there was an article in a publication called The Village, which was uh, published, I believe, last week, uh, in which um, they alleged that Leo Varadkar, um, while acting in capacity as Taoiseach, leaked Tarnished some it. documents. Or, as Tarnished it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but he, he leaked some documents to a doctor friend of his, who was um, the head of oh, God. I can't remember what the like the NAGP or something National Association of General Practitioners um, about a contract that was going through with a rival organization, and this is a violation of the law. I don't know what the law is, but like I understand that this is a very clear violation of the law. Um, but obviously, because it's Fine Gael, and because it's you know government, there's like er, like they're completely dancing around this. And um, I think it was like I, I watched Paul Murphy ask some questions of him during question time oh, so uh, last week, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, he was like, you know, will you like you're saying this is defamatory, so will you now sue the Village Magazine for defamation? And Leo Varadkar gave a kind of muddling response where he was like, oh, you know, they're like, they're a small publication, so it would be the equivalent of suing someone on Twitter. You know, as if that would stop uh, Leo Varadkar from fucking suing someone on Twitter. I mean, it's not stopping him from fucking going after this, like, smoothie girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is the other thing now, because, like, since yesterday, um, uh, like, I think it was late last week, Sinn Féin uh, issued um, a statement that they're going to have a, a vote of no confidence. Yeah, fair, in, uh, fair play. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fair play. But, like, I mean, I think we all know how this is going to work out. But either way, there's going to be a vote of no confidence. I think that's happening today. I think it already if, happened. If it and already I think happened, that, it already unfortunately, uh, need I say yeah, more? Yeah, well, we all knew that was going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, were all, we all knew yeah. that was going to happen. We knew I mean, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Because this government, like, 
they all vote in lockstep with each other because one dissenting voice could like crush this government which is like it shows how flimsy this coalition is how absolutely flimsy it is but um i I mean i i don't know whether this the greens are just like deliberately trying to seal themselves into this like grave that they've dug for themselves greens response after the tarnished his questions or like the leader's I did questions. Not. I did not. I don't think I, I don't think I could stomach it, so I didn't. It, it like it was just the worst. It was like it was like it was like uh, after questioning the tarnister, I think that we've all realized that there are lessons to be learned here and that we must <laughs> do our best to like do better in the future. And it's like this could have been about like this is the most flimsy, like yeah. liberal yeah. saying nothing. <laughs> like response to anything like you could substitute it in for anything it's like we have lessons to learn like it was like this was an educational experience it was like it's like the fucking end of an episode of fucking Thomas the Tank Engine or the something the greens are so all spineless something that day like they're so spineless oh yeah it, yeah. it is painful to watch people like who, right. who like voted for that government to like see the yeah. result of it, like hoping for change, like you know, like hoping for something that's actually mm-hmm. tangible. Mm-hmm. And you could argue that it's like, oh, they only care about the environment or whatever. But like one of the biggest threats <laughs> they don't even to- care about the environment. They don't even give <laughs> like, a shit. I know. Like was it like a few weeks ago? Like fucking was it like um, Eamon Ryan stood up and he announced this like grand plan for like decarbonizing the economy and he's like. Oh, we're going to be carbon neutral by 2050. Yeah, like 20 years after the fucking scientists tell us it would be too late. Well done, Eamon. Yay. Also, like, well done, like, Green like they're going to have any fucking power after, like, the next election. Or any power in this election. Like, you know. But, yeah. but, but, but I mean, like, exactly. they're not tackling exactly. the actual problems, which is, like, a completely profit-driven system that's creating, yeah. like... Like exactly. fundamental environmental problems, like you know, it's like if you want to talk about yeah. how to fix the climate, you have to say, well, like companies can't be let run rampant with like no mm-hmm. incentive to not destroy the ecosystem around them, like yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it couldn't be more blindingly obvious that like this coalition uh, and the way that they function in, in like the early days and also still now, most of the new policies or things that were um, kind of put as the most important, I don't know, sorry, words tripping over them, was just to perpetuate systems of profit. Like they're in government for a few weeks. And one of the first mm-hmm. things I did was try to remove as many people as possible from our COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment, we had Heather Humphreys <laughs> put an agents in Dublin airport yeah. to literally spy on people leaving the country and then remove their pandemic unemployment payment without any warning. Yeah. And then people obviously flipped flipped out and she was like, oh, it's, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't mean that, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll change. And then trying to remove it yeah. from musicians and artists saying that losing your job is just a fact of life. And uh, then, like, all the pay rises that were happening immediately after this, and then the perpetuation of direct provision centers, the same industries uh, that are destroying the planet. Um, But then there's these, like, teeny tiny little theatrical things on top that for some reason still hypnotize people, and I just just don't get it. Can can we run back? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you, because like oh, I mean, yeah. things are bad here. I, I'm I'm conscious of time though, and there's so much 
Like, I'm sorry, listeners, there's so That's much right, happening yeah, yeah. in the world right now, it's horrific. But you mentioned, like, stuff like direct provision, um, like we've mentioned before, like, not in any detail, but it's a terrible system of abuse that we put, like, asylum seekers here. Um, but someone who's been a lot worse than that is actually, like, Croatia at the minute, like, keeping it inside Europe. Like, there have yeah. been horrific reports coming out of, like, Croatia and their uh, border patrol treatment of like asylum seekers and migrants and refugees coming in um, mostly from the Middle East um, and that kind of part of the world. Um, uh, Amnesty International has done a lot of work in like publishing these, um, but there's been huge amounts of cases of like like physical violence, uh, sexual assault, um, not only to adults but also to minors, mm. like, across the board. Um, I believe that Croatian Border Patrol are just, like, the police, which is the same as how it works in Ireland. It's just the police take on the role of Border Patrol too, but I'm not 100% sure. But the, the one small light in this is that um, pressure from Amnesty International has gotten to the EU ombudsman, who are going to look into the kind of human rights violations coming out of uh, Croatia at the minute, um, which is, like, not a lot, but a small thing, because mm -hmm. Croatia is a part of the EU. Like, it's been pushing kind of these victims of abuse out into, like, other countries. And, like, there's a clear purpose in this. It's to say, we don't want yeah. you in yep. Croatia. Like, yeah, yeah, it's really, really sick. Mm. Yeah. I think that Croatia wants to enter um, the passport-free passport free zone for the EU, but to do that, they have to comply with basic human rights standards, um, which is the fact I just read there, which is baffling that this would be happening if that was um, what they wanted to do. Mm. But I just, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really shocking what's going on, to be honest, and... I had no idea that the Croatian police force were that awful. I know very little about Croatia as a, a nation in general, um, but you know it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that you know these kind of abuses are happening um, with regards to like you know um, EU states on the kind of fringes of the eu mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't surprise me at all um oh, and I, I i i question what the i question what the eu is even going to really do about this because they don't really seem to care about migrants like the eu just does not care like i mean they they leave migrants to drown in the mediterranean all the time yeah. and they don't consider that to be human rights abuses I mean, I think maybe because there's, if, as you said, there's like there's some actual physical evidence of, like you know, um, state officials, police officers actually. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's uh, pictures of the officers doing it, but there there are pictures that have come out of some of the victims. Um, now I'm choosing. Mm. I mean, the investigation is going to happen. I'm choosing to believe that at least a portion of these uh, people are telling the truth. Um, because I think that mm. that seems very likely. I don't think there would be this huge story coming out if there was no uh, truth behind it. Um, it's not an isolated mm. incident. 
Um, but you did mention that like this is happening on the fringes of Europe. But I like I do think it's very important to talk about kind of like all the stuff that's happening not on the fringes and kind of like the trouble that's been going Absolutely. on in France at the minute. For example, um, with like mm. the hugely kind mm. of like Islamophobic rhetoric that Macron and other French kind of like mm. um, ministers have been using and kind of this long history of uh, France being involved in not only like the colonization of the Arab world, but like this extreme kind of like Islamophobia, like in the in yeah. France at the minute, it is now both illegal to have your face covered and uncovered if you're a woman because they have anti-burka laws yeah, there. Well, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is like, like yeah, that's just yeah. insane. It, like. It's it's extremely contradictory. It's extremely contradictory. But like, um, yeah, this is like the, the racism of the French state. Um, and, and I think this has been the case since, um, you know, since since Algeria, basically. Yeah. They, they've just, they, they really, really hate Muslims and they hate Muslim women particularly being visible. So uh, Muslim women wearing burqas is like anathema to the French state. They, they, they just, they can't stand yeah. it. Um, um, uh, and this, like, I think this doesn't, uh, gee, sorry to be going on, but this doesn't even uh, kind of like also cover what's happening in um, Poland at the minute. As a quick update. If you haven't been following the news, um, there has been so the, the 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 leading party in Poland, which has been there since I think twenty fifteen or so, is called the uh, Law and Justice Party or uh, PIS. So I'm going to take to call them PIS or PIS, yeah, PIS exactly. Uh, they're no. a far right party. They've been working on trying to make abortion. Uh, illegal under almost all circumstances, uh, including like like this is just including uh, fa- fatal fetal abnormality. So this means even if you ha- were going to give birth to a fetus that was already dead, you would have to carry that to term um, just to increase the trauma that you were going through. Um, it's like insane that they're trying to push this and and does not reflect the will of most of the people i mean we're seeing i think the biggest protests in poland since since it had since its independence from the ussr yeah, that was like the yeah. late 80s not 89 it's insane but mm-hmm. i mean one positive thing is that we are seeing a, a small response from the government like because of these mass protests there's such a pushback that they're considering an alternative which is all that we have right now but it's something but I mean it's just it's really terrifying to be honest that a nation fights so hard for you know a fundamental right like that only for the risk of it being revoked in subsequent years which is just this reminder that you can never take democracy for granted because you just don't know what's what's going to happen if you take your eye off the ball well this is what happens with like so-called progress in liberal democracies it can be rolled back pretty much at any time like you can have a far-right government come in like piss <laughs> and just fuck everything up yeah and just be like no you're, you don't get rights 
You thought you were going to get rights? Well, fuck you. You don't have no rights. You're the right party. I thought you gave us rights. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's really important as well to, like, understand how this party operates as well and see if you can draw any familiarity with the past. Because not only is this a hugely unpopular thing and there are these protests happening, um, but there are also, like, plenty of far-right groups that are attacking these protesters in the street. Um, so, like, this is shows mm. kind of like a coalition between a far-right government and far-right uh, street movements that are being used to take away, like, people's, like, you can call them civil liberties or whatever, but, but, but basically human rights, things that the people deserve, um, the autonomy the people should have, like, like this is in my eyes, something very closely resembling to the early days of, like, fascism fascism, in in the 1920s and 30s. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, like... Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and, like, you can see this kind of, like, it's very similar to kind of the situation in the US as well, where you have a far-right government, mm -hmm. um, but you also have, um, like you know, uh, militias on the ground mm. doing the their, their boot boy work. Yeah, like I... I uh, and, and going and intimidating all these Black Lives Matter protesters and, you know, others. But not only that, I don't know if people saw it, but the, the armed militias standing outside of polling stations with guns as well. Um, I don't know if yes, any of you yes. saw the pictures there, like, deeply terrifying, like, you know, like that, yeah. that image of like what supposedly Western democracy um, is meant to stand for mm. with like a far right kind of militia standing outside with a gun. It's like, mm, wow, that's uh, yeah. that is something else uh, entirely, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. like proud boy, the proud boy group going to like defend Donald, uh, Donald Trump's like rallies and stuff like that as well. Like using these militias yeah, yeah. as like a bodyguard force as like, uh, a visual presence mm-hmm. um, outside of any of like the checks and balances um, that already the state provides, which is like the police and the army. It's yeah. like you've got this ununiformed movement that you use ideologically for your for your own benefit. Like really, really terrifying. Yeah. Um, and bringing it back to Poland. Sorry for talking so much, but like bringing it back to Poland, it's there. Independence Day um, tomorrow on the 11th of November, so when we're recording this, um, which is already like a really far right um, kind of like day for Poland, like a lot of Nazi groups and stuff come out on that, on that, like like explicitly fascist groups come out on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all this mm-hmm. stuff happening um with the pandemic that it was meant to be shut down but all the far right groups have been like no nah, we're going to march so uh i don't know keep watch that space poland is not doing so mm. hot at the minute mm. terrifying yeah really really terrifying um europe is is being split quite quickly um between kind of like right and left yeah. and I guess it's important for us to kind of like try and see where that's going and to do our best to be parts of movements that are directing that in, in a direction that we would prefer to go in, you know? Absolutely. Um, Because it's not just Europe as well. I mean, we're just talking about America, it's North America as well. And I think like, you know, 
in like society it, you know you learn about the nazis you learn about the world war and you learn about these atrocities in the past and it's like oh you could never do that again no way and that rhetoric is like was still used until like pretty recently you know you see these like big red flags with someone like trump and presidency and red flags of things happening in ireland but it just becomes a little blip bloop in the news and people are like oh shock and then it's forgotten almost immediately Mm -hmm. so it's like with the internet I think for a while there was this kind of illusion that because of the internet and how fast information could circulate it's like we could never be so awful and vile to go back to the way that we used to behave but I think we're seeing a lot of things come to uh, like an apex yeah but like in the end you see that like uh, availability of information actually going to help the yeah. far right because they use this to spread their propaganda their conspiracy theories and their hate yeah. campaigns uh with actual actually with you know um with the um, a free hand to do so um because you know a lot of these uh, social media companies are all run by like conservatives or far right people like i mean i don't think there's any uh, arguing at this point that like zuckerberg and facebook is like a far right organization you know uh because they shit on anything left wing and crush it down and like the far right can operate on that platform like with impunity pretty much at least at least reactionary to to leftism like you know i like i i don't know if you could argue that zuckerberg has the ideology of like a far right movement but is definitely complacent in it like you know um which you Mm. know is a huge part of kind of like how the far right take power like complacency is is kind of unacceptable like you know like yeah well that's it liberal complacency fucking Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah absolutely Mm. and these kind of platforms i mean algorithmically they show you what you kind of want to see um and connect you with groups that have similar views to you so these movements like gain traction and explode super quick and uh It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's also like getting rid of our ability to sort of debate and speak rationally with each other. Not saying that we are amazing at doing that in the past as a species, but maybe a bit better than we were now, you know, because you're in your echo chamber, you're in your bubble, you go outside. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you, we yeah. be a different opinion? You what? And when asked about like whether or not uh, Zuckerberg thought that f- Facebook was like instrumental in the outcome of the 2016 election, he was like, uh, um, yeah, and couldn't answer. You couldn't say yes or no mm-hmm. because it was like mm-hmm. pretty blindingly obvious that uh, platforms like that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, did have a huge role to play. Sure, loads of people believe the Earth is flat mm-hmm. <laughs> and chemtrails because of Facebook. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, on that kind yeah. of note, though, we should probably talk about um, the results of the last election and kind of like uh, where we think. Um, the U.S. is kind of like going in the future um, now that liberal democracy has won <laughs> and we don't need to worry about fascism oh, anymore. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, okay. USA! USA! Go Biden! USA! You know, are we all getting now our, uh, our, our stars and stripes? Uh, democracy's won, people. Uh, Will. It's gonna unite us. Oh my god! It's I, unite I, could, us. <laughs> I could talk probably for hours about like the kind of liberal reactions to like what's happened with the, the presidential uh, election in the states because it's it's actually it's I mean liberals at this point I think are kind of a parody of themselves <laughs> like like I mean I, I really like that that's how like 
insular and self-defeating they are. Um, and you, and have, what, we're not like, a parody just, of ourselves. I think that's a little harsh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair, fair enough, but like not in the same yeah, way. Okay. Not in the sure, same way, yeah. and and we're not as insular and self defeating as as the liberals are. <laughs> and 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 further and further, we're we're also not facilitating uh, the rise of far right movements. Okay, well, I'll give you that last like, one. Maybe I'm not sure. I agree. On, maybe, I, maybe I'm not sure. Jesus. I agree with you quite on the rest. You know, uh, again for for anyone. Okay, fair for, enough. For you all the people who can't see me, I do have a big uh, wobblies flag in the background. You know, um, uh-huh, in quite uh-huh. a comedic manner, I think. <laughs> yeah, especially being a, especially being an, un, an unemployed industrial worker of the world <laughs> no shame in it no shame in it we are in a pandemic you can always use that as an excuse <laughs> yeah let's use that as an excuse <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah so, yeah, so, so Biden, uh, Biden has won this election scraping his way over the finish line fucking like a few days afterwards and like i saw a couple of things from like michigan a couple of like exit or like like final counts and shit from like michigan and stuff and it was like the difference between trump and biden in those states was like literally thousands of votes like like yes such such a, like a razor thin margin yeah. and then like you have like the libertarian party candidates scraping in with just just above those amount of yeah. votes and it's like those votes were very clearly siphoned off from trump so like it may be the case that like the libertarian party cost trump this election God, beautiful. <laughs> which i find to be fucking hilarious beautiful yeah um that's that <laughs> it, that it is, is what we like to see um <laughs> but you know but sure if you're at a party and uh and you you want to uh, you want to decide on what to eat and six people uh vote to get pizza and the other four <laughs> vote to eat you at least you're getting pizza and you're safe right <laughs> nothing to worry about there <laughs> we can just brush that rest so of the pizza the runs out Pe- and then two pizza's other people slip people. to the you category yeah. pizza's fraud and i'm gonna eat you yeah. Get on my um, plate. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, like, obviously, there's an ensuing um, legal batter- battle that's coming on. Um, Trump obviously mm-hmm. doesn't believe that Biden has won, or at least is using yeah. that rhetoric. Um, and we're going to see probably a lot of uh, recounts um, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how mm-hmm. do people kind of see that looking in the future? I guess looking forward. Uh, looking forward. It's, to it <laughs> no no not really it's very it's, difficult to say what it, it's very difficult to say what's actually going to happen because like Trump is very reluctant to give up uh, to give up his power like to give up his position mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's going to come down to at the end of the day whether or not the Republicans are going to actually support him and I think it's looking like the Republicans won't support him yeah. and that he'll be eventually removed from the White House um, after all these recounts and shit are done. Um, I think his play for, like, the Supreme Court to, like, basically uh, grant him a second term over the will of the American people will fall flat. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that the original play from, um, from the Republicans was to 
um, basically cast enough doubt over the election. Mm-hmm. And he, I assume they thought it was going to be closer. I think everyone thought it was going to be. I mean, it was fairly close. It was pretty close, yeah. But I think, yeah. But I think it w- they thought it was going to come down to one state yeah. and one recount and that that was going to go to the Supreme Court and his, you know, handpicked nominee. Yeah. And well, Some, like something the that majority, they've definitely, the been, majority. definitely been preparing for. Like, like if we, oh, like yeah, if yeah. you look at all the signs coming up, it's like, oh, actually, like it coming down to the su- Supreme Court and like, yeah, the handpicked members sitting there. It's like, oh, that's kind of worrying, you know, like, like the mechanism was in yeah. place. And I think if we had seen a closer election, um, mm-hmm, it might, mm-hmm. it might not be looking so likely that Trump, yeah. Trump would leave. No, I'm not saying he is going to necessarily, yeah. but I, I do think it's likely. I'm kind of, uh, with you on this, Cass. I think it's likely that, like, I think what's gonna happen is, well, I mean, who knows? But, like, what I think is most likely at this point is that the Republican Party will eventually turn on him um, and be like, no, you have to leave. Because um, coming out of this election, I think the Republican Party is, like, looking extremely strong. Even though they didn't win the White House, they managed to keep a lot of, like, key seats in, like, the Senate. Did they? They I I thought... No, I could they be got, wrong. Like, one of their like one of these like one of these QAnon people just got elected. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that the last time I looked at it, the Democrats had the House of Representatives, and it was drawing the last time I looked at the Senate. Now I I haven't double checked that. Well, maybe maybe I have I haven't looked at yeah. it recently enough, but maybe I'm wrong. Mm. But um, it looked last time I looked at it, which was a few days ago, probably late last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was looking like uh, it was going to be like impossible for the Democrats to basically do anything uh, in terms of passing legislation and stuff because of the the way it was configured. I mean, I could be wrong so, about the way. Yeah, it's so I'm I'm ended I'm up. looking at this now at the minute, and the Senate mm-hmm. has 48 Democrats yeah. and 48 Republicans, and the House has 215 Democrats and 201 Republicans. Yeah. Okay, so that is... That's a little bit better than I would have thought, actually. Yeah. So, you know, like, I... I I mean, I I still don't think it's enough to get anything done because you need a majority to do anything. Can we talk about this, too? Because, like, like Sleepy Joe uh, as president... Mm -hmm. um, like my kind of prediction is this is all kind of I don't want to say a scam but a kind of plot let's call it let's call it a plot to uh, to to get Biden into office and for him to resign before completing the term getting Kamala Harrison as president yeah you know like I yeah. I think that's coming down the line. This is my this is my um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my Nostradamus uh, prediction of the future. Well, you might be right because when it comes to like re-election, I think uh, like Kamala versus the next fascist monster will probably be a better matchup than Sleepy Joe after four years of doing nothing <laughs> versus the next fascist monster, which will probably be like. Tom Cotton or some other fucking who knows we'll, we'll see it we'll see it when we see it possibly um, we'll see it when we see it but like I mean I if I were like the Republican parties uh, the Republican party right now I think they're in 
Uh, they they must be like you know uh, biding their next four years is going to be them biding biding <laughs> their time because another another biding their time I just got that okay, yeah so another 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 four years another four years of useless neoliberal centrism where like nothing happens and like the environment continues to decay yeah. and America is battered by more wildfires more tropical storms. Um, not not to mention still street street scale. battles between the yeah. left and the and right, which is happening. I was at the just minute. I was just getting to that. <laughs> Saving the best um, like completely on, completely not addressing any of the like the, the the racial inequality and the like you know murder of black people in the streets with Abaddon. Um, not addressing any of that, and even like if he's going to live up to what he promised in the campaign, you know, funding the police even more yeah. to commit atrocities on the streets of America. I mean, this is just going to, like, uh, the revolution will continue on the streets. Yeah. And um, the, the fascists will be out. I think the only difference between now and, like, the the next four years and the previous four years is that, like, the uh, the American president won't be giving tacit approval to this um, balkanization that's what I want to see balkanization <laughs> of the United oh, States I want to see them break I'm... apart the end of the US empire bring it on that it's would... been going on for too long like this is it like coronavirus has get killed how many people over there like their economy is shot just like split up and let's get done with it you know I mean I I can't see any. I can't see the U.S. federal government allowing that to happen. I think, like, well, if if there was any kind of threat of that happening, um, well, I mean, there's already fucking, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, military in the streets over there. But like, if there was any threat of that happening, <laughs> there, there would be military on the streets have, over it because that will not be allowed to happen. If you have enough people, though, like a bajillion Seattle autonomous zones, or you have Cascadia, so three states in the West Coast who are like, we don't want to be in America anymore. So they made their own yeah. flag and they're like, we're not a part of America. Now, federally, they're viewed as part of America, but they themselves are like, nope, we're just well, not. Well, one of those states is, is viewed as part of Canada. Be fair. Yes. <laughs> so they've been successful at leaving the US because they were never a part of it. But like, I mean, it's maybe I'm being whimsical, but if enough yeah, but, people... But also, were... but also, I mean, like, California wants to leave and has yeah. kind of, like, stated that. Like, there's huge... Um, support. Never going to be allowed to happen. Sure, like, sure, California but is like the... It's the biggest economy in the United States. They will go... In, they will send all of their troops into the streets of California to prevent that Sure, happening. sure. But I mean, Texas also wants to leave. Um, There's there's a huge amount of states in the U.S. which which are fed up. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I actually think it's really unlikely. I'm saying what I want to see happen these next four years. um, Maybe the ones that are really angry about Trump will try and leave, um, which sparks like this greater movement uh, and lets the rest of the world then get on with our stuff. Without the U.S. getting all up in our uh, up in our business, up in you know? our grill, yeah. yeah. So that would be the dream. I mean, I wouldn't put too much stock in even if that did happen, which I don't think it will. That like the U.S. will just leave the rest of the world alone. Um, I think, I think you'll see continued uh, <laughs> interference from the U.S. in multiple states. I mean, like they're they're gung ho to get back into South America and fucking own South America again, basically. 
um, like uh, recently there was the, there was the 2019 coup in Bolivia mm-hmm. that they recently just voted out in Bolivia to get rid of uh, the fascist government yeah. of Janine Añez. Yeah, um, go Bolivia. Which was like really, it was it was really beautiful to see. Actually, um, I think there. Um, I haven't seen too much since the election, but like it was pretty overwhelmingly in favor of um, the movement towards socialist party. Uh, which was uh, Evo Morales's party, and uh, Evo Morales was able to go home then for the first time in like mm-hmm. a year because, uh, it, like, and like making this happen was uh, an incredible uh, feat of the like of the people of Bolivia, who sacrificed yeah. a lot to get to that point, and like a lot of people died, a lot of people were murdered in the street by yeah. fascist militias yeah. in Bolivia trying to make this happen. And, you know, uh, it, it did. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, you, so you can, um, you can win against imper- American imperialism, but I think you need uh, a broad left. And I, I think it just so happens that, like, Bolivia had a kind of broad left movement under the banner of the movement towards socialist party. But I mean, like, we have, we to have to see about American intervention. Like, 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 this is what I mean. Like, it's all to play for. Like, the US has been central in keeping kind of like socialism out of latin america um and done yeah. a, a pretty good job of it so far because like a lot of the a lot of the the history of latin america has been a, a movement towards kind of like socialism um especially in the mm-hmm. forms of like anarchism too um pretty amazing mm-hmm. um the mexican um the the Mexican kind of like civil war of I think 1911 yeah. was one of the first uh, anarchist revolutions the Mexican revolution excuse me was one of the first yeah. kind of like anarchist revolutions uh, in the world um, really really incredible history mm-hmm. there um, but has always had the US as this looming superpower over it forcing it to do other things this mm-hmm. is kind of why I hope that the U.S. kind of breaks down in trying to keep itself held together rather than having the ability to lash out at these states, which are, as they have often tried to do in the past, move towards kind of like a more progressive, a more kind way of dealing with the people of that of those nations, like, you know. Mm. Um, well, and like, I think... We can live I mean, and hope... We we can live in hope exactly, you know, and I think left to their own devices, uh, we could see we could see a, a coalition of quite a lot of uh, Latin American countries uh, yeah. forming. This is another of my like hopes for the future is like an EU equivalent, um, but of uh, Latin American countries that are uh, that are in like a, a leftist, More socialist. a leftist yeah. uh, unity, uh, a leftist. A leftist EU for Latin America. Yeah, oh that gosh. would that would that would be the that would be the most beautiful thing. And like, I, I live to see Good. that. Because uh, I mean, Bolivia, Bolivia have just done this. I mean, Mexico has got like a pretty left wing government at the minute. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Cuba and Venezuela obviously are are, are very socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Chile. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, has just yeah. uh, gotten rid of its constitution, uh, which didn't allow for yeah. public ownership of things. So it's having like a left-wing movement and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's a lot of stuff 
happening in Latin America, which is this amazing kind of like movement towards socialism. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, the the Chile the Chile situation is particularly interesting because the the um, the constitution was uh, yeah, it was basically um, put like instated by Pinochet uh, under like is it was basically the the birth of neoliberalism basically was um, Chile where like the United States had this coup they put Pinochet in charge and they had this like they turned Chile into basically a playground for them to try out all their neoliberal tricks and stuff. And it, 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 that spawned the entire um, movement of neoliberalism, I guess, and how it was going to be implemented around the world. And now uh, Chile has basically destroyed that. Uh, so I think that's like one of the best things to happen this <laughs> year. I think um, it's uh, like it, like the death knells for neoliberalism are just getting louder you could and louder. Say the end uh, which is, of the end of history. <laughs> and we're back, we're back the end of the end again. of history is yeah 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 definitely yeah. insert some background music oh. when we edit that <laughs> I think it's all possible maybe when Trump gets airlifted from the White House and the spell yeah. will be yeah. broken <laughs> and the walls will come crashing down nice and everything uh, will I, be I think you know that's that's a pretty upbeat note, maybe to leave it on, because we we've been talking about some <laughs> yeah, some heavy so stuff. Are people yeah. kind of happy to leave it there? Yeah, yeah, sounds I'm good, good to leave here. I think. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah. Thanks, people of the world, uh, for listening. Yeah, if if you want to check out more, as always, our um, our website is affinitycollective.info. Um, that should have links to all of our things uh, from there. Our email is affinitycollective at protonmail.com. If you want to tell us anything, uh, if you want to give out to us about misinformation, uh, please do that. Uh, that would be good. We, we do do our best to have the chats but not be too wildly inaccurate. I'm sure we're pretty inaccurate a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure uh, we fuck up uh, here and there. So please yeah, tell us but, but We don't mean to, and please correct us when you can. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What else have we got? We've got to go fund me. Um, all of that at the minute will be going towards getting equipment for the land, which is really exciting. Um we're obviously all adding everything we can into it but every little bit that you can donate mm-hmm. does help we've got an electrical grid to set up we've pro- we've got to repair a well once we get onto there we want yeah. to buy a uh, mini digger as well if uh, everything goes correctly to save us uh from from hard labor or too much hard labor mm-hmm. fully automated gay luxury space <laughs> communism that's the dream yeah uh, is there gay anything digger. else yeah, is there anything else left to plug um, I don't think so alright um, stay safe out there okay. in a in a crazy world with this global yeah. pandemic does <laughs> <laughs> that cancel out and then it's a stemic <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. I I, I don't think that's quite how it works. All right. Goodbye, everyone. All right, everyone. All right. Take care.